Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 13th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word. Leveling Up with the Word of God. Why am I teaching on leveling up? I've been teaching this all year. Matter of fact, I wrote a book entitled Level Up Your Life. If you don't have the book, you should go check it out. Go to Amazon and get it. It'll be a blessing to you. It's a tool that God is using. But anyway, let me get back to this. As it relates to leveling up your life, I believe that this is a season of leveling up for us, a season of new levels where God has declared new levels over our lives, that the grace of God is made available for us to level up, to make progress on purpose, to, to advance, to experience acceleration, promotion, increase in every area and every facet of our lives. And one of the ways that we're going to do that, well, we have to do it by faith. And if we're going to do it by faith, it has to be tied to the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if we are going to level up, we have to do it with the word. All right, so that said, we've been studying the parable of the sower for months now. And so I'm wrapping up this series this week, leveling up the word. This whole series is being wrapped up this week, and then I'm going to move on to something else. So I told you that we would study Mark chapter four, verses 13 through 24 months. And we have, and I'm giving you a, a few recap messages this week. So today, yesterday, I gave you recap number one. Today, this is leveling up with the word series recap number two. So let's get into it. Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, Jesus said, the farmer is like someone who takes the word of God, which is seed, and sows it down inside of people. Now we are exalting the word. We're putting emphasis on God and his word. That's what this message is all about today. So the farmer takes the word, the seed, and sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road, and that's like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because their understanding is, is unfruitful, then they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. They get, they high five their neighbor. They get super emotional in church and all of that, but then they don't do nothing with the word. As soon as they don't allow the word of God, Jesus said to go deep into their lives. So as soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like the people that are like the, the thorny ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. Yep. And they want to receive it. They say that out loud, but the problem is that their lives are full of other things. Jesus gave us three categories of other things, the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. And these other things grow up like weeds and the weeds choke out the word and then the word doesn't work. And then lastly, other people like good ground, say good ground. Ooh, I'm good ground, right? And so other people are like good ground. We receive the word of God. We allow the word of God to do what it does. But even then when it's producing, sometimes it produces 30 times more, 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. Sometimes even as believers, we don't hold on long enough to see 100 and you and I, we are after 100. Say amen to that. All right. So what does this mean for you today as it relates to a recap? This morning as I was, I could, there's so much that we dealt with in the series, right? I could go a bunch of different ways, but I'm emphasizing the power of the word of God today. I have four things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these four, this is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Four things. Number one, here we go. You ready? The word of God has the power to change you from the inside out. The word of God, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, right? Has the power to change you from the inside out. In the parable, in this parable that we've been studying, the parable of the sower for months, 
I want you to notice the language that Jesus used. Now, I'm, I pointed this out in the series. I'm just going to point it out again today. Is that one of the things I thought was interesting from the language that Jesus used was that he sows the seed down in the soil. And then Jesus didn't say that the seed grows. Jesus said that the person grows or the soil grows. And, and so when, when you get the word of God down inside of you, it's not like the seed, the, the seed of God's word is going to change. God's word is not going to change. It's immutable. It's, it's going to be the same forever, but it causes you to grow. You and I, we grow through receiving and embracing and believing the word of God. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, the apostle Paul says that our minds can be renewed or transformed by the word of God. The word, the word in Romans 12, 1 and 2, transformed is a Greek word, metamorpho which is the base word or the root word for where we get in English metamorphosis, right? So the metamorphosis is basically what God is saying is that if you embrace the word of God, now I've taught you this before, but remember when you got born again, when you accepted Jesus, there's three parts of you. God is a tripartite being. God is spirit. I mean, a father, son, spirit, and we are a spirit, soul, body. So there's three parts of us, just like there's three parts of God, three facets. Well, when you got born again, your spirit got born again. But your body didn't change, right? And so, you know, there was a song that said, I looked at my hands and they looked new. <laughs> I looked at my feet and they did too. Well, that's a lie, right? If you had a, a bunion on your baby toe before you got born again, the bunion is still there. So your body didn't change and your soul didn't change. If you wanted to slap Susie uh, before you got born again and you got born again yesterday and then two days later you see Susie, you might still want to slap Susie, right? Because your soul didn't change. So your soul has to be transformed by the word of God. And then metamorpho or metamorphosis is what is the picture that Paul paints. He's saying the word of God can change you. Like this is not a little change. This is a completely different thing. I'm talking about going from a caterpillar to a butterfly, that kind of change. Like, like Jesus said, the old man is, is dead. I mean, like you, boom, that Paul, Paul was like, Paul had killed people. Paul had persecuted the church. Paul was there when they killed Stephen, the first, uh, um, the first martyr, and he was too young to throw the stones himself, so he held the coats of the men that were there. Paul had done so many wrong things, and after he got born again, he said, I have wronged no man. Whatever I did in my past life, that's dead. That, that, I mean, like you, I'm talking about going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. That kind of change. I know people that, that knew me in my BC days, right, before I got born again, and they meet me today, and they're like, dude, you are not the same person. You're, you're not supposed to be the same person, and that type of change only happens through the Word of God. You got to get the Word of God down in your heart and it will change your soul. Now, not your spirit because your spirit is already perfect. It's born again, but it's going to change your soul. I told you this before. Your spirit was changed instantly the moment you got born again. Your soul has to be changed progressively through the word of God and your body will be changed eventually. One day, one glad morning, when this world is over, you're going to fly away and get a brand new body and you'll forever be with the Lord. And so, so if my spirit was changed, and my body will be changed. Right now, the focus is the salvation of my soul. My soul contains my mind, my emotions, my will, my thinker, my feeler, my chooser. The way that I think, the way that I feel, the way that I make decisions. That's my soul. And that is changed by getting the word of God down in my heart, meditating and medicating on God's word day and night. And the power of the word will change me from the inside out. It will change the way that I think, the way that I feel, the way that I make decisions. Say amen to that. All right, number two, the words from God are full of spirit and life. Jesus said in John 6 and 63, the spirit alone 
gives eternal life, human effort accomplishes nothing. Listen, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know that I put the emphasis on God's grace, not us, right? So human effort accomplishes nothing. God doesn't want you to live and earn everything by the sweat of your brow. Jesus delivered us from that. That was part of the curse. Human effort accomplishes nothing. The very words that I've spoken to you, Jesus said, these words are full of spirit. These words are full of life. Jesus was the word in the flesh, right? This is John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. All things that were made were made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. Glory to God. And then John went on to say, and the word became flesh. So Jesus was the word. He was the embodiment of the word. And I love it that Jesus was the word walking around declaring the word. He was the word talking the word. My God. And so, so as born again believers, we are supposed to live like Jesus. Jesus is like the words that I'm speaking, their spirit and their life. He was the word. He's releasing the word. And so now when we declare what God has already decreed, we are releasing spirit and life. When we receive and we release, when we receive what God said, and then we have the audacity to say what God said, and then God is watching over his word to perform it. We are releasing spirit. We are releasing life. We are releasing power. We are declaring what God has already decreed. We are lining our lips with heaven. We are coming in alignment with heaven. We are on earth and we are agreeing as it is in heaven so that heaven can come down to the earth and we experience heaven on earth. The parable of the sower is a parable that it's exalting the power of the word. The whole emphasis of the parable is on the seed and the word and the word producing in our lives. And so we have to receive and then release. We have to declare what God has already decreed. God wants us to say what he said until we see what he said, even at the risk of looking foolish, even when it doesn't line up uh, with the things down here in this world. God wants to say, God wants us to, to be so convinced so fully persuaded of what he spoke to us in our prayer closet, that when we come out of our prayer closet, if things don't look like what he said, he wants us to say what he said until we see what he said. And he wants us to live in harmony with or in sync with heaven, even at the risk of looking crazy down here in this world. Even I would rather be in sync with heaven, even if it means I like I seem out of sync with people down here in this world, because I'm living off of a different reality. I'm living off of the word of God. Say amen to that. My God, this is good. All right. Number three, God's word can help you identify where you and God are not in agreement. And we dealt with all of this in the series, but this is just a recap, right? And, and so uh, it's not in my notes for this morning, but I'm gonna slide it in real quick. James said, you gotta be a doer of the word of God and not a hearer only. Because if you're a hearer and not a doer, you're like a person that looks, beholds his face in the mirror, King James, beholds his face in the mirror and walks away and straightway forget, forgetteth what manner of man he was. Basically, what he was saying is like, like if you hear the word of God and you don't do it, you're like somebody that checks himself out in the mirror and then sees how jacked up they are and then walks away and forgets how jacked up they were and didn't make any changes. Well, you're not fooling nobody because everybody's going to be able to see how jacked up you are. And so, so right now, Thank God that when we meet people and you get on a Zoom call, even if you get on a Zoom call with somebody at eight o'clock in the morning, at least you don't see them like what they first looked like when they first got up. Before that eight o'clock in the morning Zoom call, they go and they have an appointment with the mirror and they go look at the mirror. <laughs> Thank God for that. And they, they go have a, an appointment with the mirror. And then when they look at the mirror, oh, Jesus, and they don't like what they see, they change, right? They have to make 
changes. They can't get mad at the mirror. The mirror is a reflection of truth. And the Bible says that basically James was saying the word of God is a mirror. The word of God is a reflection of truth. And when you look in the mirror, if you don't like what you see, you don't get mad at the mirror. It's time to make some changes. Hebrews chapter four and verse 12, the Bible says, for the word of God is quick and powerful. It speaks alive. It is full of power. It is active. It is operative. It is energizing. It's effective. This is the amplified version. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates down and it can separate soul from the immortal spirit. It separates joints and marrow. I'm saying that the word of God can go deep down inside of you and it can separate your spirit, which is clean, which is born again, which is new and your soul, which is being saved. And so the more word of God we get down inside of our heart, the more we will see the difference between our spirit, which is born again, and our soul, which is being changed, which is being born again. So so the word of God exposes to us where our soul is not in alignment with God's spirit. The word of God exposes to us where we're not in alignment or agreement with God. The word of God exposes to us basically where we're wrong. And so he exposes to us where we're wrong through the Bible, through the word of God. Why? So that we can repent Here's a word people don't like to use today. Repent, change, not a 360, because then you're still going in the same direction. Repent, 180. Like I'm, I was going this way and the Bible exposed to me how jacked up I was. Oh, snap, my bad. Now I need to go this way. And so, no, I have to change so that I can be in harmony. It, it, I, can, I can live in accord with God and not in discord with God. Jesus warned against surface level Christians. He said that there's some people that honor me with their lips, but their, their hearts are far from me. The word of God will get down inside of you once you meditate and medicate on it and you get it down. And the word of God is going to show you where you're wrong. And the word of God is going to show you where you need to make some changes. And it's time to make some changes. Say amen to that. All right. Number four. And finally, as I close, last one. The soil, which in the parable is a human being, gets to decide how you receive and respond to the seed, which is the word. Basically, the choice is yours. In this parable, the parable of the sower, there was four different types of soil. Now, the sower, same sower. So you can't say that the variables came from the sower. The seed, same seed. So you can't say that the variables came from the seed. The only variation in the parable is with the soil, right? So to be clear, you and I, we are the soil. We are the ones that are different, not the word, not God. So the composition of your heart and the attitude that you have towards the word of God will either allow the word of God to flourish. That's good ground. Or is going to stop the word of God from working. That's the other three types of soil. Remember, when I got to the good ground, I was like 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, and we want to get to a 100-fold return. Yeah, but let's be very clear. The first three types of soil, the return was zero, zero. Why? Because you got you got to honor the word, and so there, there's so much in this parable. You you have you have a choice. You are the soil. You get to decide how you receive and how you respond to the word of God. You get to decide if you are going to give the God the word of God first place in your life. There's people. I know people right now. I said, oh no, but the Bible said, oh, bro, 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 Pena, don't talk to me about the Bible. Hold on, you know. But what do you think? What do you think? I was like, no, I don't need to tell you what I think. I don't, I don't care. My opinion doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you what the word of God says. The Bible says, oh, no, no, no. Don't come to me with that Bible stuff. Okay, cool. Then you know what you are. You're not good ground, right? Because if you don't want to talk about the Bible, listen, I'm not here to give you my opinion. As, as, as awesome as I think I am, you guys don't get up and tune into Facebook or YouTube to watch uh, Rick Pena. You, you tune in to hear God 
through me, right? So at the end of the day, I'm not here to give you my opinion. I'm here to tell you what the word of God says because it's God's word. It's all about him. It's not about me. It's all about him. You got to give the word of God first place. You got to give the word of God the priority that it deserves. You got to give the, and I'm telling you, if you renew your mind to think and act like God, if you allow the word of God to do what it does, it will change you. It's going to first change start to change in you, produce change in you, and then fruit from you. In other words, first, things are going to change on the inside of you. Then you're going to notice. Before long, other people are going to notice. And then before long, watch this. Now, not only is it changing you, but it will produce stuff through you. You will be a conduit of God's blessing. And then God will start touching people through you. And then when people come in contact with you, they come in contact with Jesus. Why? Because you allowed yourself to be renewed. You got deprogrammed. And then reprogrammed. You you released yourself from your old man and the way that you used to address situation and people. Dude, I'm from Brooklyn. Don't even play. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know. The way that I used to address stuff, no, that's not me no more. Thank God for, for Jesus and thank God for being born again. But I'm saying like that old man is gone. I have to release that stuff. And I had to learn a whole new way of how to treat with people, how, how to talk to people, how to relate to people, how to, how to forgive, how to release, how to let people go, how not to especially curse. Like I used to, the guy that led me to, to Jesus, Leo Jacobs, he said, dude, when we used to talk, I mean, like every third word that came out of your mouth was filth, foul, filth. He'd be like, yo, what's up? Filth, foul, filth, foul, filth. Like you got to learn how to talk, how to treat people, how, how to walk in love. All of that is in the word of God. The word of God is going to change you if you work the word. Amen. I've given you enough for today. That's enough. All right. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by giving your word the attention it deserves. I meditate. I medicate on your word day and day night. I keep it before my eyes. I do not allow it to depart from out of my mouth. I observe to do everything it commands me. So living this way, I make a human alignment with my divine assignment and I will live the life I was born to live. Your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven, is going to happen through me. It's going to happen for your glory. I experience heaven on earth and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes. You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Today, I was exalting the word of God. I don't know if you know this, but I like the word, you know, just a little bit. Uh, I'm excited about this because it's exalting God. This is all about him. The word of God will change you. The word works but you got to work the word. All right. So do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat and then uh, please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I know it's the summer, but we still need the word, right? So I thank God for that. Uh, and I am looking forward to a break here soon. So I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.